0: Hello and welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. I'm Jenny Stevenson, your host, and joining me is Dr. Peter Bernstein. Today we will continue in our series on how to survive through adversity. Dr. Bernstein, Peter, as he likes to be called, is a coach and mentor with 49 years of experience helping people survive and grow through trauma, struggles, and hard times, the stuff of real life. The goal of our series is to help you discover what we've experienced, that adversity is more than a trial to endure. It can be an exciting opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive. Mm. And we're back again, Peter.
1: Beautiful. Jenny really loves doing this, by the way. We were just <laughs> laughing before we got started. <laughs> She's brilliant, and she loves doing this. She lights up the room, and we're so, as Steve said, we are so glad. <laughs> we are, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad today. Um, I was just listening to, I was listening, some folks were listening to our last podcast, and it was a good one. I don't usually get to hear them like this, mm-hmm. and it was very uplifting, touching, Um very, very personal and deeply uh, meaningful to me mm-hmm. and uh, to it was a it was from the luncheon that I had with uh, Tina Frank
0: with your good friend yes. yeah, and I yeah. want to make
1: sure I get in touch with her to, tell you to listen to this because yeah she was uh, an inspiration and a motivation for this for last week. This week is different uh,
0: and yet I believe it's going to be very personal as well.
1: oh, it's personal, all right. Very personal and touching. Um, the title of this, I should, is Jenny. Do you this?
0: It is caregiving, facing adversity every day.
1: Exactly. You know, I've been watching and experiencing, we and and coming alongside, and they coming alongside us, other caregivers, and I'm a caregiver. Jenny's a caregiver, um, as well as doing all our other work. But I'm learning a lot. About what it takes to be a good caregiver, and how uh, difficult a challenging job it it really is. It's a job to those who go who seek the profession of being caregivers, and for loved ones, it's not something you seek. It's something that you have to embrace. Either way, it's so stressful and difficult mm-hmm. because you're facing. The hardest parts of a person's life and you're coming alongside them you know we've talked about adversity in life we've talked about th- that it's not just something that comes into your life every once in a while it's a condition of life and most people and I've found this I keep finding it um, especially in our culture they don't they don't embrace it they don't nobody talks about it until they're Overwhelmed by it They're in
0: a crisis They're maybe. in a
1: crisis mode And it's coming at them hard And it comes at to everyone mm-hmm. But most people avoid it um, By choice Or they, they just don't want to hear about it it's, a, it's such a downer Well it's not a downer It's a reality of life A condition of life Fortunately not every day There's other things that bring joy And happiness And uh, fulfillment too but this is a part that can bring fulfillment also, but in a much different way. We've seen, and I have seen, many people who run the other way when this comes at them, or even the possibility. I've seen them bury their head in the sand. I've seen them, we call it, acting out where they begin. When it's in their life, they begin to do destructive things um, to themselves or and others that are depending on them. We've seen some... Variations of it, and none of them are good. We've talked about that in the early part of our series uh, about making choices in life. Um, When adversity comes, we got choices. Choices to run and hide, pretend, bury your head in the sand, or to face it head on Mm -hmm. and not to run from it, but to know it's part of life and the real good things. The more meaningful things are going to come out of those that embrace the challenge, as painful and difficult as it is. For those that run away, well, unfortunately, the burden of when it finally hits them is not so good. In fact, it's terrible. It's It's worse. It's It's terrible. Much worse. And we've seen it because we know people that that didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. And we see to this day uh, one of our beloved caregivers and staff who's, oh, she's precious. Well... earlier part of her life she was a runner and she tries to come alongside people today to encourage them not to run away she did it Mm -hmm. she lives with the guilt and the burdens to this day the beauty of her is that she's got such courage and such a truthfulness about herself but she uses it to help others and she said don't do it Mm -hmm. I did it you'll pay for it for the rest of your life The guilt and the pain that you'll carry from the wrong choice, and that is to run away and pretend that it's not happening until it's too late. She's been pretty incredible that way, to be honest with you, because she comes from such a personal experience of knowing the consequences of not embracing the challenges and the difficulties as they come into your life. Yes. And she used to run. Today, she tells people, I did it, I'm paying for it, and don't do it. If I can stop you and encourage you to turn around and to, to embrace what's coming into your life, you may not like it, of course, and it's painful, but in the long run, there's hope. In the long run, there's so much benefit, and, and there is a sense of purpose and fulfillment. The other way, there's none of that. She's a very strong proponent of this she, issue.
0: She's living with regret. I, we aren't going to be real specific here, but she is living with regret for uh, a connection with a loved one that's that's no longer possible now
1: that's that's right and that's what she encourages people. don't wait until it's too late. yeah she found out and she's a, she's a very um, honest woman. she found out when it was too late yes, and she knows the price and she encourages people don't do what I did, and I love her for that. She yeah. has such an inner strength about this one, boy. she's convicted of it. Yeah. well, today we're talking about caregivers. Yes. Well, guess what? They live in the space that a lot of people would rather, the condition of life that they would rather not be part of. By choice or by a loved one, if you're a caregiver of a loved one, or if it's part of your, your chosen profession, they are choosing to deal with difficult crises and adversity every day. Yes. They live there. And there's a price to be paid there too if you don't do it right because you can burn out. You can uh, become emotionally exhausted. Uh, many, we've seen many, we've seen good caregivers, we've seen really incredible resilience caregivers. We've seen just as many that may start off with good intentions or uh, they think it's a, it's a it's a good way to get paid and a good job. A lot of these folks come from a different culture, different mm-hmm. cultures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But what we discover is even if they come from cultures that aren't like the United States, not like us, but really it's built in to be.
0: The culture places a value on caring Absolutely. for those who cannot, who need care. And That's you right. know
1: what? That's the best part of their culture. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't prepare the individual to know how to take care of themselves while they're the doing it. The self-care part of it no. is not so stressed. I don't see it at all. Yeah. and what I see is tough it out and go and just hang in there yeah. and uh, just endure endure and uh, we've seen some very fine people and they'll work with someone three four years who they love and care for and the person dies and passes away they're regular they're ready in two or three days to just go on to the next like it never happened
0: they think that they need to be ready
1: and it's not true, and they're not. No, they're not. We've seen it. We see. We've interviewed some lovely one. Lady, one. Lovely lady from Fiji. She had just lost a person three days before she interviewed with us, and we looked at her and I said, "You, you got to take a break. You need a little time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're grieving."
0: And to give her credit, she heard you.
1: Yeah, she's a nice she, woman. She
0: did. She did take more into account more of what you were saying.
1: She's more mature. She's a lovely woman, and I don't want to lose touch with that lady as she. Comes through her grief because yeah. she was a she's one of the really fine caregivers. Yeah. What I saw though she was ready. She said, "I'm strong," and I said, "You're human. Yeah, and you need to take some time to grieve." This woman that you took care of meant a lot to you, and you were spent twenty-four-seven all the time that you could with her, and she just passed away. You gotta, you gotta give yourself some time. You're hurting. She did hear me. Mm-hmm. She's nice. She did. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. But I see others. They don't
0: not everybody does hear no
1: you. way. We've seen also others that will they'll hang in there because they think they should. And what happens is they have no clue on how to take care of themselves at all. They have no clue on what it takes to be a resilient caregiver over the long haul. There is a tremendous value to embracing, I I want to say this hardship, painful. Oh yeah, nobody's denying that. And the changes that you go through are not easy. Uh, the emotional upheaval, uh, heartbreaking. And I can speak from experience. I know. But the truth is, in the long run, uh, you come out a much better person. It, it, you grow. You develop. Uh, you learn new things about yourself. One of the things about being a good caregiver is you are going to come to the point, because the job is so demanding, you're helping someone move through a very difficult situation. They're on their journey of change from life to eventual death. And you're going to be alongside them to help them right through the whole process. It's a tough road. Very. Very tough. Not
0: all caregivers are in that place, but many of them are. A lot of them. And more and more will be. Uh, as our population is growing older, older. and more and more people uh, are are um, have dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, end Strokes, of life type uh, of situations. Yes,
1: you're right. I'm glad you clarified that. You're right. Not every ca- we see most of the more serious type.
0: But now, like Joe Foot, who was one of our guests, mm-hmm. has a caregiver, and he's not. No, he's not dying. He is. He had an accident, and that debilitated him.
1: Okay, did we just see a white sign from our producer saying two minutes to the first break. And it's break. dancing. He's dancing. Yeah, and Jenny wasn't the one who was distracted dancing. by it. Peter no. was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, um, now, what were we saying? We See? were
0: talking about, um, I had just added that not all caregivers are working in a situation where the people they're caring for are are moving. From life to death. That's right. But But many are.
1: Right. But there's also another part. They're all dealing with difficult circumstances. They're helping somebody heal through a disease. They're helping somebody heal from a surgery. They're helping people in recovery. Uh, You think of nurses and the hard work they do and doctors. And uh, you think of all the social workers. And not all of them are dealing with death and dying immediately. But they're all dealing with the difficult side of life. Yes. Okay. A lot of the people we see... Are dealing with the journey from life to death though yes dying yes. and they go through an all they yeah. they go through a lot um and i remember with joe foot even that he's uh, today he's a paraplegic from the accident quad quadriplegic
0: yes yeah.
2: quadri-
1: and that was tough i mean it's tough that he's completely dependent on his caregiver he's a wonderful man we love him uh, but he's a big guy mm-hmm. and man uh, you got that takes a lot for a caregiver to be with him twenty four seven and doing everything for Joe, and Joe's an independent type in many ways, mm-hmm. but now he's flat on his back, without help. Um, so uh, you're right, but that's a tough one. We saw the caregiver completely burn out. Yes, completely begin to get neglectful. Um, uh, was angry. Um, was uh, exhausted. Let's see what else he, was. Um, he, he went, was. He was going out. Slightly
0: abusive. He was
1: abusive and negative. He was
0: using alcohol.
1: And, yep, and he was negative. And he was negative. And Joe got scared because he was dependent He's on dependent. this guy. Yeah. And this guy was falling apart. This guy, who was his caregiver, was completely burned out. I would say when you see behaviors like that, you're looking at someone who's running away. They don't know what to do. They're just they're in a, a panic inside and they're running away they can't handle it they've reached their limit and they don't know where to go after that now for folks like that they're not realizing there's a whole life that moves forward after beyond where they are now they just get stuck and retreat they want to bury their head in the sand by drinking by doing drugs by uh, um by not showing up, we saw we've seen a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by neglecting and uh, uh, the needs of their of those that they're caring for, uh, we see lots of different forms of it. You know, they're all wanting. They're panicked. They've reached their limit. They don't. They can't go any further. They're maxed out. We're going to talk about what it takes not to burn out to how turn to that around that. that's right how and to can, not go there and it can be done
0: and it can be done yep but we're yes. talking
1: about a, a completely different journey and a completely different outlook so anyway I, did we go over the two minutes
0: I think I think it's time I'll dance my paper now go ahead okay? yes All right. Right. you've been listening to the Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM we'll be back after a short break Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. In our first part of our, um, our podcast today, we were talking about, uh, our title again is Caregiving Facing Adversity Every Day. And we were talking about the choices that caregivers have in the very difficult uh, situation, very challenging profession or commitment to a family member that they've made, and um, To not run away, not avoid, not just grit their teeth and endure, but to, and I'm quoting you here, you said that there is possible to find fulfillment in a different way Mm -hmm. in the experience of caregiving, even in the very most painful situations, such as those when you're caring for someone who is moving from life into death.
1: That's right. And the caregivers have um, a choice. That is to run and begin to act out and destructively, not show up or whatever. Um, not to get into that again. But there's another choice. And that is to evaluate themselves, to take a look at themselves. Uh, I was just reading a note that I wrote. I, I wrote notes on this last night, and I was touched by it myself. Because it comes from our own personal experiences. And I said even caregivers face the very real human Emotional and behavioral experience of wanting to run away the other way. We all do it.
0: Everyone feels that.
1: Absolutely, we all have, but we make we make different choices. And I wrote, they and we have the choice of facing the adversity of the very very difficult situation, challenging situation, as a caregiver and a fellow human being. We all have that choice. So it's something we know about. We know what it feels like to want to run away when we've been overwhelmed, we're exhausted, we're tired, we're depleted, we've been frustrated, whatever it takes. The first part, I think, that really comes to uh, my mind is that to be a really good caregiver, we are going to come to the point of our own, we're going to max out on our own limitations. We are going to discover. Yeah our limitations. We may start out with good intentions. We may start out with a lot of love in our hearts and caring, but it can morph into something not so good. In fact, just the opposite. The key really is coming to grips with our limitations and accepting our own humanity. And that means coming to grips with accepting our own vulnerabilities, our own weaknesses and that's a painful process. In fact, it only comes through pain as far as I'm concerned. Because when it's real, you, you've gotten there because you've been dealing with so much pain. Either yours, those that you're in charge of, or taking care of your loved ones, or both, usually. Well, well you're going to come and discover your humanity, right? And you're going to see what can come out of it. It can be it's gonna be painful, no matter what way you cut it, but with the proper and the good choices, you can move forward in such positive, constructive ways and discover strengths that go so far beyond what you've ever knew you had, but it means taking a good look at yourself it means being honest with yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, could you say a little more about, i mean i go ahead. It, it's it's something that I, we could assume when you're talking about facing your your own humanity, your limitations, your vulnerabilities. Um, could you say a little bit more about what that actually is like in real life? Um, it's it it's an idea that that can make sense, but can we? Give a clearer picture. Well,
1: it's not an idea. It's a life. It's an experience that I can attest to, and I know you can.
0: Yes, I can. Um,
1: we, that's why we work in teams. But it's getting to a point where you you feel so broken, and you feel so limited that no matter what you want to do, you can't fix it. You can't find the answers. You can't necessarily make things go away and get better. Um. You begin to discover that you don't have all the control and power that you thought you did. That's a very painful realization. it also means discovering hey, you're not emotionally or in any other way um eternally blessed with constant energy and focus all the time that doesn't work it's not let us it's not the way we're built. We can get there, but we have to take breaks. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to see we're exhausted. Uh, a, <laughs> a perfect example is when, and I love this one because it is personal, and uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we work with helping people all week at our institute. My, my wife is there. She's got her own room and terrace. Uh, we have caregivers for around the clock. Um, my job starts when our work is done at night. And that's pretty late. We get done late. It's late. Yeah. I can tell you how I feel when I'm done. Exhausted. Mm -hmm. Completely emotionally depleted. Mm -hmm. And then I take over with my wife. Most of the time, she's an angel. I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. She doesn't put a lot of pressure on me. She's just sweet and appreciative. There are some nights.
0: They're the unusual nights. And they are the unusual. But when still.
1: But when (laughs) it's like I can tell. I said, Lynn, and I, I mean, I don't know if she can really fathom it. I don't have anything left to give you. I am exhausted, mm-hmm. and what happens is my frustrations and irritability start coming out now i I'll be honest with you, I grab them i i i uh, get up, put a lid on them right away. That doesn't mean I don't feel them. It just means I am done for a little bit, mm-hmm. and yet she has needs and i will I will respond to those, but i I know. I'm not the loving, nourishing, nurturing person that she needs me to be. I can't say I get very, it's not a, an intense frustration or anger that I take out on her. Nothing like that. Well, you don't
0: let that happen.
1: No, absolutely not. No way. I love and, her. I love her too much. And she's so dependent and, and loving to me and appreciative, I'm just saying for me to deal with me, I discover my limitation, my vulnerability and weakness, and that is I'm shot for a while. Mm-hmm. And where I start to go is irritability. I don't know where I'm going to go to be able to respond to her if this really gets carried away, which she doesn't. Um, and even when she has at times, I'll be honest with you, I always seem to have the reserve for her somewhere, but it doesn't feel that way initially, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. And... um that's my limitation, my vulnerability, and I don't have the control. I don't have the way to make her, at that point, respond to her the way she needs. Um, I want to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but at that point, I can't even find it. Yeah. And I tell her. <laughs> I, she doesn't always, I don't know if she really <laughs> always, fa- she seems to.
0: I. She surprises me. There she, are times when she, and particularly with you, uh, she knows. She does. She can tell where you are.
1: And she'll say to me, okay, okay, I get it. That's what she says to me. Yeah, she knows you so well. And then I I need a little breather and a little time to transition, Mm -hmm. and my energy does begin to come back. I might be tired, but I don't feel irritable, and certainly not with her. And I find a way to help her, Mm -hmm. and I love it. I'll be honest with you, I love to do for my wife. But I'm just talking about when I reach my own vulnerability, my own weaknesses, my own limitations, that's not such a good place. All human beings reach that place, especially we caregivers. We
0: all reach that place. Yep. And that, I think, thank you, that was really clear what we what you were talking about. Yeah. And so this is the, we've been talking about choices. And this is the point where, where caregivers have a choice.
1: Yeah, and I'm just reading another one of my notes that's underlined, and I said, we need to learn to, we need to learn new ways to cope, and even find hope in the midst of of very difficult situations we need to learn and grow and create new ways to manage to help to be creative as the situations change and become more and more complex and where there are people that we love or are caring for their com- capacities are diminishing all the time um, it's a shit I'll tell you it's a gigantic shift it is because it is. the other this is we're going to embrace it and we're going to learn to cope with this and you got to learn to be creative because their situations are changing we have to accept what they're going through and find new ways to manage through it and help them manage through it and that's with encouragement that's with hope and love and caring and nurturing and just being at their side when they're so overwhelmed and scared we have to do that, and um, it's a challenge.
0: This is so important. I, I, I don't want to go too fast through it. I just want to, if I can, if it's okay, I just want to repeat something, which is we get every caregiver, every one of us gets to this point of being at the end of our rope, so to speak, and we could snap at the person we're caring for. Mm. Um, and at this point, you're saying that it's time must find a new way to cope, must find hope, and pursue learning new ways to manage th- what's happening. Get creative. Um, go to work on coping, hoping, and learning and being creative.
1: Right. But you got to be open. You see, that's the key. Are you open to growth? Are you open to working through your pain and learning from it? Are you open to accepting your own vulnerabilities and limitations and realizing through working through those and getting help and support with them that you can come out even better than when you started and that's when you learn through that how to learn how you can grow into someone who's more creative uh, I think of uh, uh, I think of watching some of the care now I' am not the ideal caregiver folks, so. I learn watching all the time. and uh, But I'll be honest with you. I see as, our, as situations deteriorate. We're talking about a life and death journey. Um, I see how the caregivers get creative. And as the situations change, the way they manage and come alongside the person they're caregiving to is really... To me, it's more than interesting. I wish I could say, I'm the low man on the tonal pole about grasping some of these things. But I see amazing creative processes. And I watch the caregivers growing personally. That does include me. I've grown so much. Yes. My roots are a little different. um, But I'll be honest with you, we're all in a process of extreme growth through hardship it's not what I ch- would have chosen, but it's what it, it is. It's what's happening. Now, I also deal with caregivers who d- are doing it by choice. Mm-hmm. This is what they want to do. We have one.
0: It's yes, their calling.
1: Yep. And we have one lady um, from Fiji who we love, Maritha, and that's her. Mm-hmm. And she is fabulous. She's an incredible woman. She really grows. She has the motivation. She comes from a culture that's certainly better than ours about. Embracing the elderly and the sick. But she, too, she doesn't know. She We have to come alongside her and help her learn about self-care, too. Yes. But I watch her. And she's a very creative woman. She is. As the situations deteriorate, she modifies with it and finds new ways to be responsive. I love that. Jenny can do it. I'll be honest with you, folks. Mm-hmm. We have other people that work with on our teams. They all do it. And I love watching it, but they've—they're into self-growth. They're into being open to to looking at themselves, to being honest with themselves. They're looking—they're open to hearing support from their teammates uh, when they maybe. We, by the way, everybody reaches emotional exhaustion on our team. We reevaluate our teams every Monday morning
2: mm-hmm.
1: for good reason, because somebody's always exhausted, yeah. and uh, if it's serious, we gotta. Moving toward burnout, we move right in and prevent it. But we know it happens. But they're all open to growth and development personally. So they become more and more resilient and filled with purpose. And the end result, they begin to be more and more fulfilled as human beings. Yes. Okay, so we're on another
0: break. We're on another break. I'm wiggling my paper. You've been listening to The Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We will be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. And uh, in our last segment of this uh, episode... We were talking about and stressing at the end how important it is for caregivers uh, going through some of the most difficult uh, experiences with the people that they care for, how important it is for them to stay open to change, to looking at themselves, looking at the situation, looking at what's needed now. Uh, as as a caregiver, what does the person they're caring for need now? What are the, the things coming up that they need to respond to now, and maybe differently, um, along with being open. I know you have used this often. the the necessity to accept is that part Isn't that part of being open? Is being able to accept?
1: Well, when you're open, you're gonna find you're gonna somehow. Embrace acceptance of the situation eventually. Uh, I've seen the most open people in the world uh, have a difficult time, particularly with loved ones, facing and accepting a situation that's deteriorating that's not going to turn around. It's just they're going to go from the sickness, the debilitation, to death. So, the and open folks have a hard time accepting that. Once they do, they can begin to adjust how they respond. But, oh no, They go through all the changes that anybody else does. I was talking about the pain of vulnerability and facing ourselves. Well, what is it that we have to embrace? And you know what? We've talked about this before. Um, We have to kind of come to grips with our own emotions. Remember, we've talked about the biology of beginning to read our own bodies and what that feels like when we're going from being nurturing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and caring and nourishing to beginning to get angry and resentful and agitated and upset, and what that feels like. Now, we've also talked about that can be morphed and turned into something else in your body with some good work yes. and support, which we do to help people through it, um, to get rid of that charged-up feeling. We know yes. that that has to be done, and we can do it beautifully. We've been doing it a long time. Um, but that has a that has a, a biological component, too. What does is, what is built-up and resentment feel like in your body, and what does that make you feel like? And what does compassion and nurturement and nurturing feel like in your body? One is a very open state, a warm state, peace of mind, openness, not judgmental, comfortable, Mm -hmm. and sweet, no matter how the situation goes. Um, The other is closed, tight, ready for a fight, ready for battle, uh, ready for war. And there's nothing nurturing about it. It's the opposite pent-up resentments that build up when you're starting to burn out
2: Mm -hmm. will lead
1: to that but if a person is really open and learning and aware of what the biology of these things feels like in their own body they begin to develop a a balance within themselves they know when they go off of that balance it can happen to anybody Mm -hmm. and they begin to feel it and read it and know they've got to do something about it they need some support they need some help some intervention Uh, which we do for all of our people, Mm -hmm. um, to get it diffused so they can get back to the balance and get back to that more nourishing, nurturing, and caring place. Now, that's very important to the caregiving relationship because we want to be and need to be nourishing and nurturing and loving and caring because that's going to be conveyed to the folks we're dealing with who are having a very hard time. So no matter how difficult the situation is, we want them to feel loved and cared about and nourished and nurtured. When we can do that, that also has a feedback loop to ourselves.
0: We are nurtured by that.
1: That's right yeah. and fulfilled. Yeah. So we're talking about resilience, not burnout. Mm-hmm. So that's what we, we want to move to and always get readings on. So we're talking about when you're open, you've got to be open to your own biology, which is what it feels like. You've got to fit your own emotions, your own psychology, your own spirituality, mm-hmm. and how all of these things.
0: How oh, they all come together. And
1: how we have to pay attention.
0: We Absolutely. Were, we were talking this morning uh, about attitudes. Yep. Um, th- yep. This this being able to be nurturing and, and positive and open uh, yeah. comes, a, a couple of attitudes come along with that that you were pointing out. Uh, mm-hmm. war, and we've, we've talked about these a bit already today. And one was being able to maintain hope, and the other was uh, the the willingness to learn and grow.
1: I'm, I'm looking at those notes. That's exactly right. And those are two very important things that we all have to look at as attitude. Attitude plays a big part in being a loving caregiver and a balanced human being. Well, one of them... Uh, when you talk about an attitude of hope, what does that mean? Does that mean we're going out into far-out space and going to be ethereal and esoteric? No.
0: Not knowing you, no. no that's not my <laughs> that's way. Not, that's not you. That's
1: not my language. <laughs> and even if I understand what they're talking about, I don't believe that. That doesn't happen no. in Newark. No. We're talking about, no, it didn't yeah. happen in Newark, New Jersey. No. <laughs> Guaranteed. We would have been, you would have been killed. Pummelled. So, um, or beat up badly. Yes. No. We're talking about something else. We're talking about practical hope. Yes. That's different. And to have that attitude of hope, it's really an interesting thing. It gives you the energy to carry on. It's like living an expectancy of things to get better somehow, even when the immediate situation is so overwhelming and negative and difficult. You can't really see the outcome yet. You can't yet. see it. You can't see the hope. Yet. You have to still have it. Yeah. When you know there's going to be purpose and meaning and a loving there's going to be some kind of outcome that's going to be very deepening and Mm -hmm. fulfilling it's going to be worth it is and we don't always have the choice the choice though i mean when you're in it let's face it it's difficult Mm -hmm. and when you're when your emotions are running higher the situation is getting pretty drastic um it's hard to see the hope but it's very important to know there is hope yes and you've got to keep that in mind and that's an attitude. And sometimes we need others to come alongside us, like our teams do, um, and remind us when our emotions are running high and the situation is difficult. I had it happen today um, in our team meeting, and I'm the I'm the one that oversees it, and I'm the one that needed support. There was hope, mm-hmm. but I needed to hear it from others because I couldn't quite see it. My emotions, m- my heart was breaking a little bit. Um, I was touched by the love of my wife and what she's going through. Yeah. Um, but others who loved my wife dearly had a little bit more perspective and objectivity than I did. And I received the encouragement and the message of hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I needed to hear it. Now, deep down, I have enough experience in my life to know there is hope.
0: Well, and you, and you have um, the spiritual uh, values, your own personal ones, that include very strongly holding on to hope
1: yeah I'm just reading a line here. It's based on our own inner resources, especially our spiritual sources of strength yes. and trust for our needs and the needs of others that we face that need to be met in ways that we can't do it ourselves. No. This has been a great awakening to me. Now, I am a man of faith, um but my faith is being tested every day, um not always to the end, you know the edge, but it's being tested and one thing that i see over and over again is that when i'm at the end of my own strength and my own i know my limitations well there's something else that takes over there's a strength that goes beyond mine
0: there's a power greater a than. power yours. greater than mine
1: yep now that from yeah it can be religious but i'm talking spiritual and i know there is a power that's greater than mine that sees what's going on that's giving me the strength to go on and actually become a better person and with a sense of purpose and meaning to what I'm doing, not just for the immediate situation, because here we sit reaching thousands of people on this radio station and this podcast, and here's one of the purposes, and there are many others. We're, we're touching many people's lives with what we're experiencing and what we know. And that's some of the purpose of what goes on because of what we're going through. Yes, I could never have done this. I've been I was a therapist for almost forty nine years, forty eight years. I don't see things that way anymore. Thank God, I see things as human to human. I don't like that better. Not clinically, yes. I don't. I like it better. Um, but that came that humility came from struggle. I have to admit, and being broken myself. But when I take a look at things now, I go, boy. This is some power. This is some strength that seems to work things out that goes far beyond where I am. That procre- creates provision where I don't know where it's going to come from next. Mm-hmm. Where the answers to extreme difficulties that have no obvious answer to me.
0: And that might keep you up at night.
1: It does. And all of a sudden, without asking for not it. Not
0: in your timing. Nope. But?
1: Not, not in my timing. But there here comes then the it answers. Comes, then it comes. It does. And I can attest to living that way as an entrepreneur, my, for a good part of my life, uh, for helping people and going through a lot of hard times myself, that there is good that comes out of it. But I don't know. You're right. Not in my time and not my way, but it always does happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I learn over and over again. Um, we're getting the sign again. Now, Jenny and I both were distracted this time, not just her or me. So um, that's not current. We are
0: grateful for our producer and yeah. technician. It's he, not his
1: fault. He, he's, he's doing his job. No, it's us. So anyway, um, but I personally am a man of faith. Yes. And I'm grateful because I have to depend on that faith more than I ever have in my entire life. Yes. And if I'm going to offer strength and support and love and encouragement in the face of what I'm seeing my wife go through, it's far beyond what I'm capable of myself, and I know it. And I've been through other situations in my life, the same kind of things that I never couldn't figure my way out of it or even how I lived through it, and there was a power greater. Well, now I'm facing that too, and I, I do embrace that. So that's part of my inner resources, but there's another resource it's the support of others, mm-hmm. and being open to others, and turning to others for support. And
0: that was be, your experience this morning.
1: Absolutely, and it, it was touching. It was a touching stuff time, uh, and I was the one who was very.
0: You were the one in need.
1: I was after writing, you know, what I went through with, with Lynn and writing my thoughts out last night for this podcast. I was, I was hurting. And it wasn't the kind of hurting that's terrible and negative, although it doesn't feel good. I was just deeply touched. Mm -hmm. And I love my wife so much. And I see what she's going through, and she'll look up at me, and she's so dependent on me now. She is. And she loves me. And before, it was an equal reciprocation where she gave and I gave, and Mm -hmm. it was great. You've
0: been dependent on her, too. Yes,
1: very much so. Yes. And people didn't know that, but I knew it. Now it's a one-way street. I have to give and I want to and she needs me to. Yeah. And you know what? I, get, I have a strength to be probably the most selfless I've ever been in my life and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with knowing that I'll be okay. Um, now, that's, if you think that's that, the hope. That's the hope. Now, if you think that came from me, it didn't. So that's my faith and my trust in a greater power. I call him God for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what other people do, but that's what I do. I encourage others to look within themselves and realize they have they have those resources within themselves they need to find them as part of this resilient journey mm-hmm. they're going to be on and helping others and coming alongside others on their journey of life. well I call it life is i wrote I remember writing life is change, and we're talking about the life change to the dying and death cycle. That's the change that we're talking about dealing with a lot of times. It's a tough one. Yes. It, it has a lot of ups and downs to it, particularly dealing with disease and sickness. But we need that resilience. We need that hope. We have it within ourselves. And there is a power that's greater than us that we need to turn to somehow. This is my journey. I don't know what other people need to do. I know what they need to do, and I would look within themselves to be open to whatever's there to give them the strength they need to carry on. So I do believe that's very important.
0: Yes. You've been listening to The Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Survivor's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Jenny Stevenson. Before our break, we were talking about a couple of attitudes that are essential uh, for caregivers to uh, remain resilient in their role and to find fulfillment uh, and to grow in in this in this uh, in this role that they've taken on. Yeah. When we were uh, talking this morning, uh, you were also pointing out. Uh, some pitfalls that can happen to people that Mm -hmm. derail them in this uh, quest for resilience and this commitment to resilience.
1: I'm looking at those right now and I I do want to talk about them. We have alluded to one of them, but I want to say one last thing we have. When we talk about being open to ourselves as well as helping others, we have to be able to go, we have to reach up out and go beyond our own emotional and physical pain and embrace what comes from that we can't let that stop us you can't let the emotional and physical pain that we feel and they many times they go together yes you can't let it stop you you've got to go beyond it and uh embrace what's beyond it it's we're not talking about an easy journey but being a caregiver isn't an easy journey it's not an easy profession and it's not easy for anyone who's a loved one taking care of someone. So we're not talking about anything easy, but we're not talking about the easy part of life anyway. No. <laughs> but you got to be willing to do that. You yes. can't let your emotions and your pain stop it. No. You've got to go beyond
0: it. No, and I think that does play a part in some of these pitfalls that you've, you were, you've been talking yes. about. Yeah. The emotions do play a part, and the pain and emotions. They can drive some of these negative behaviors.
1: Yep, yeah, and that happens. And uh, did I just hit the earphone? Did, I, did you folks hear that? No, uh,
0: uh, other than you going, okay. ah, that's all I heard. Okay, that's Sorry. all it was.
1: Everybody's in good shape, don't worry. We're anyway, on track. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've met, She's right. There were three major pitfalls that we wanted to talk about in talking about what it takes um, to not undermine this transforming resilience, and that's what we're calling it. Yes. And one of them that we've mentioned earlier was a lot of times when people think of resilience, they think about bouncing back and falling back on old responses just
0: recovering to where i was
1: exactly yes. and that is not what we're talking about yeah. because that doesn't happen in this transforming resilience we're talking about moving forward in some new ways um And it's not necessarily just bouncing back. It's actually moving forward to learn new ways to cope as well. It will incorporate some of the old. But just to use the old coping mechanisms will not be enough.
0: As we were talking before, this is not being open. If you're just trying to get back to the way it was, you're really not being open. You're
1: trying to maintain and keep control. And that won't work. Not this this kind of resilience. And this is the one that really works. The second pitfall... Is to persist, and I've talked about this enough today, in running away and avoiding the risks that are involved in changing, mm-hmm. and burying our head in the sand. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to look at what's going on. We don't want to. We want to.
0: So we uh, see it. We do see yeah. the situation, right. and the and the pain and the challenge and the and the, the problems, but we want to go away from it.
1: Right. And what we're really running away from is the loving tasks that are challenging us. And in order to do them, you can't run away. You've got to embrace them. If you're going to really do this successfully, and it can be done. We're doing it. We see others do it. Mm -hmm. To be part of that loving task, that journey to help someone go from wherever they are to the end of their life or to their healing from going through difficulty, there is no running away. There really isn't. In fact, when people do that, that's almost a journey to burnout. In fact, that's what it is. And
0: regret. We talked about that at Plenty the beginning regret. today. regret. Oh, yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, I said a productive, satisfying life must involve strategies for navigating inevitable, difficult changes of life.
0: And we're are you talking today about one of the, the most difficult changes, which is moving from life to death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we got to be open to figuring out the strategies for navigating these changes that people go through and coming alongside them. Now, that also has to do with healing from serious diseases and accidents too.
0: Yes, it does.
1: So we're not talking about inevitable death every time. We're talking about difficult situations that will take some creativity. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to have to navigate that and find new strategies. Once we accept what we're facing, Yeah. Then you can begin to find new strategies as they are called for. How to be for.
0: creative, how to be flexible, Absolutely. how to be patient, yeah. uh, how to be open to new ideas. That's yes. right. Yep.
1: Okay, and the third pitfall is an attitude of denial and avoidance. Uh, pretending that adversity won't touch our lives and leaves, will, will leave us very fragile. Yes. And living in fantasy land.
0: Fantasy land.
1: Doesn't work. Folks, don't bother. And I know plenty of people do this, so we're not talking to just a few.
0: I think, and I think, too, that uh, uh, let me just throw in in case that you can be doing this whether you've got a difficult situation in life or not. And I say this because I was one of these people, that even though I lived a life without uh, something directly in my life where I needed to care for someone or something difficult was happening... I still had this kind of cotton wool fantasy thing around me that life will not get hard or I won't have to deal with some of these things if I just don't look at it. Mm -hmm. And so there's the aspect of just wanting to live your life protecting yourself in any way. And then there's the something has come into your life and you don't want to see it at all.
1: Great. I'll tell you what the outcome of both of those is. You're in very fragile territory because if you do that enough, let's talk about the first part. Um, when the tough times come, and they will for everybody at yes, some point, yes, that's, you're so unprepared. Yeah. And you don't have any arsenal of experience to fall upon, fall upon to help yourself through it. There's no source of hope that I've been through, difficulties I know I'll come through it. There is hope. There's none of that because you've been running from all so many aspects of life and trying to pretend. Mm-hmm. People do it with money. They do it with financial security. They do it with positions in life. They do it in many different ways. Our culture is notorious for There's
0: so many ways to just isolate and protect yourself. And
1: then the difficulties hit. Yeah. And you have nothing to fall back on. uh,
0: No muscles, if you want to call it that, for dealing with the situation. You are handicapped.
1: Handicapped and fragile. Yes. That's a tough one because these, these situations we're talking about tough enough, that makes it more difficult. I've seen people who do that continue in the face of adversity, Try to keep doing that, and mm-hmm. it gets worse yeah and when worse. something
0: actually does come along, mm-hmm. it becomes even more uh, critical, even more uh, I'm just trying to think of a word here it's it's like you, you just get so fragile
1: I've seen people through that fragility act out these negative fantasies and blame others, attack others mm-hmm. um, they don't want to take the responsibility for what they is facing that they're facing, and they make it so much harder than it already is. And they become part of the crisis and they become part of the problem. They
0: add to it.
1: That's right. They inflame yeah. it. Yeah. They cause trouble. Um they're not helpful. In fact they're a liability. But they are an absolute as as Kelly, one of our caregivers, said, they're so scared. Yeah. They're so panicked. Um and she was right. She's right. I know she she's was right. right. And we've dealt with we've been dealing with things like this with others and I'll be honest with you, my first inclination is to forgive me, folks. Is to go, what a coward. This is time to face this, and he's running the other way. Yeah. And you know what? Kelly said, they're scared. And she said, I have a heart for that. I know what that feels like. Yeah. And she brought tears to her eyes and tears to mine because she had the more empathetic, deeper understanding. I have it too,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I also have an angry side. She does too. We know Kelly does. Yeah.
0: Well, no, she is. This is again a, a place where she has a little more objectivity.
1: She did, and she was so beautiful and, and sweet.
0: so so w- willing to that, share and from that her was heart.
1: Her, and that was a support for me yes. um, that I appreciated, by the way. And then another caregiver came up with a suggestion of how to approach this thing. Yeah. And it was. It turned out here we go, talking about supportive team. We got it. Yeah. But. It's when we need it that we really come through for each other. And today was my time of need. But I'm not always the most empathetic, compassionate guy. I tend to get angry and tense about it. And that doesn't help anything. What helps is some empathy and compassion as well. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean the behaviors that these individuals are doing can't be troubling and and inflaming. They are. And sometimes just to manage that is it's better to get them out of the situation because they're making it worse than it already is. Other times, try to get them to engage mm-hmm. and to have some courage to overcome. What's the courage? To overcome their fear.
0: That they that they do something, they act, they do the right thing in spite of being afraid. Exactly. That and is that's courage. that's courage. That is classic.
1: That's a John Wayne line. line, line. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, what do you say? I remember a number of war pictures. He says, I have a, I'm afraid too. But I just don't let it stop me. I do what has to be done. And I live that way. I believe in it. I'm not John Wayne. But I do live that way. And what happens is you just keep getting stronger all the time. You're still going to go into your emotional pain. But you know how to come through it. Let's see. What what other things? I know we're coming. Two minutes to sign off. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I have something here we've got to call on our faith and our strength and courage to overcome our fears. We just said that, and to embrace the difficulties of life and we need to turn to our inner, inner source of hope and talking and 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 uh uh calling on others to support everything we just said
0: yeah, you but, you mentioned too that that in this process ultimately we can uh, gain wisdom
1: that's correct. I'm just reading that, yeah. Um, ultimately, fa- here's what I wrote. She's just. Did you read that? Or are you just saying that.
0: I was listening this morning. I listened to you. Folks, I really do. She's a do. great student. What can I tell you? She's I don't, smart I don't as a- sit and play with my phone while you're talking. I, I do listen. She's smart, man.
1: She is smart. By <laughs> the way, she says her own things. This is a very very smart woman. And she was an engineer. She didn't like anybody. To- she's an engineer repair, but she uh, in recovery. But she is ultimately facing even the most frightening and overwhelming challenges of life and death can open new doors to wisdom and trust in a higher power. And we'll discover a purpose in the experience of adversity that will enlighten us. We'll grow far beyond what we imagine possible. And this will be conveyed to the loved ones that are entrusted to us for care and support and encouragement.
0: Could you? I could I actually ask you, would you be willing to read that again? Yeah, I would. Please do.
1: I'm yeah. doing, I, not just for her. I, that's really...
0: You've said so much. I know. I wrote that.
1: Yeah. I wrote that last night. Yes. Ultimately, facing even the most frightening and overwhelming challenges of life and death can open new doors to wisdom and trust in a higher power. We will discover a purpose in the experiences of adversity that will enlighten us. We'll grow far beyond what we imagine possible, and this will be conveyed and this, to me, is the most important to the loved ones that are entrusted to us for care and support and needed encouragement.
0: I'd like to just let that be got it. what you say for today. You got it. Let's leave people with that. You got it. Leave, right? me,
1: leave me with that, too.
0: You've been listening to The Survivor's Guide to Life on KPCA Petaluma 103.3 FM. The Survivor's Guide to Life is brought to you by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment at sctraumatreatment.org. If you'd like to know more about our show or about Peter, Dr. Bernstein, please visit our website at thesurvivorsguidetolife.com. Like us, visit us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Till next time.